Hey, y'all, just a quick heads up. The episode you're about to listen to is 8 to 10 years old. Now, these episodes were intended to be evergreen, and I still believe there's a lot of good information in these early episodes, but I do want to let you know that some of my ideas have evolved over time. Times have changed since we made these episodes, and ultimately, I'd like to think I've grown a lot as an artist and a human and that these don't necessarily represent my best work or the best of the podcast. If you're new around here, I suggest starting with the most recent episode or at least go back to around 300 and move forward from there. Enjoy the episode. Hello there. It's me again, Andy J. Miller, the creative pop, uh, the creative pep talk podcast host and graphic illustrator known for my love of Fraggle Rock, Boys to Men, and Slurping Coffee. Today I've got a um, iced coffee. As you know, the springtime is starting to spring into our lives, <laughs> and uh, so you're not going to hear any slurping today. I'm just going to be drinking through this nice straw. This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In The Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Yushai. I think John's method for including his audience in the process is really inspiring. And if you want to hear about that and more about leveling up your game in the creator economy, just search In The Making in your podcast player to listen. Many thanks to In The Making and Adobe Express for their support. really needed to rehaul my website. I was talking to some web people, looking around, and I got intrigued by Squarespace's new fluid engine, partially because it just sounds cool, but also because it allows you to drag and resize and layer up anything you can imagine. I dove in, rebuilt my site. It's the most me site that I've ever had. I just absolutely love it. Launched it. Got such a great response. Some industry illustration and designy peers even reached out and was like, hey, who coded this thing, man? I'm like, y'all, I did it by myself. No coding with Squarespace's new Fluid Engine. I told him, like, you should go check it out. You're going to be surprised with what you can do. And I built this thing before Squarespace reached out to sponsor the show. So I was like, boom, easy peasy. I was going to tell you about this new site. Anyway, go check it out, AndyJPizza.com, if you want to see what I did with it. If you want to try it yourself, make a site that's totally you where you can build a portfolio, sell content and courses and all kinds of other stuff, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with promo code PEPTALK, all one word, all uppercase. The Creative Pep Talk podcast is about me 
putting some of my ideas about how to be strategic in your creative career and just kind of sharing the ups and downs of that, sharing the things that maybe I've learned in the past or the things that I'm experiencing right now and the kind of suspicions I have about uh, what kind of thinking and approach leads to the success that I'm searching for in my own art career and maybe by sharing that I can benefit somebody else. So that's what this is about. Now, before further ado, let me just say you can listen to this podcast on my website, on iTunes. You can subscribe there so that they automatically download onto your phone or onto your desktop. Or you can listen to it at illustrationage.com slash creative pep talk. Feel free to listen any way you choose. Um, today, you know, I wanted to talk about this idea of knowing the unknown. Knowing the unknown. If you know me, you know that I like these contradictory ideas, contradictory statements, that kind of mysterious faux wisdom kind of thing. Uh, and this is kind of one of those, like knowing the unknown or getting familiar with the feeling of exploring the unknown. I was listening to a TED Talk the other day by Diana Nyed, I believe it is, and she is the first person to swim from Florida to Cuba. I, I believe I'm saying that right. And it took her five different attempts. And, you know... Like many other people, these types of stories really move me. You know, hearing about a human pushing past our limits, pushing past what we're unsure about. You know, this is a story about pushing into the unknown. If no one's ever done it, we don't know if it can be done. I was reminded of, I'm going to come back to that TED Talk, but I was reminded of this quote by H.P. Lovecraft says the oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear and the oldest and strongest kind of fear is the fear of the unknown I think there's something about adventuring into the unknown that it really inspires us when we hear other people doing it but when we try to do it if you're like me it's and even in small ways, like I'm not trying to swim from Florida to Cuba. I'm just trying to make an interesting looking picture or tell a, uh, a good story. And, you know, even in that pursuit, you know, even in this podcast, I don't feel like there's a lot of podcasts like this per se in the illustration world. And for whatever reason, because it's kind of unknown territory, it does feel scary a lot. It often feels scary, you know. I almost every week feel like, should I stop making this podcast? And then I'll get a message or um, someone will reach out and say that it really helped them. And I've just, and just try to get over myself and think, look, this might be uncomfortable to some degree, or it might be, you know, scary to, to share your thoughts and feelings like this and, and have uh, people and your peers listen to them. But if there's value being done out there, then that's a good motivation. And then also, I like to think of this fear as a signpost to forge ahead. You know, going back to this TED Talk, Diana Nyad, she, 
She had many attempts, and one of the attempts, she was out in the middle of the ocean, and she got stung by one of these extremely intense jellyfish bites, and it caused her to go into severe pain pain and paralysis, and she had to get in the boat. And she, and she couldn't go. She couldn't make it. She couldn't go to the other side because of it. And she had several of these kind of big roadblocks in the way of her fulfilling this goal. She actually tried, I think, four times. And on the fifth time, she'd come up with all kinds of security guards against these jellyfish, all kinds of different methods of overcoming all of the different roadblocks that have stopped her in the past. And her and her partner within this mission, someone who was going to be in the boat, which she wouldn't get in, but could coach her along the way. They, they said that the, the motto of the, or the mantra of this fifth expedition was find a way like we're going to find a way and we're not going to quit. And so they're off on the fifth mission and they're going along and the puking comes from swallowing the seawater and the jellyfish come, but she manages through her, all of her apparatus to get through that. And it's exhausting hour after hour after hour, um, tens of hours. And Far along into the mission, her partner calls from the boat and she says, look out up there. And it was the middle of the night. And she said, look up that out there. What do you see? And she looks out and she sees that there's some light on the horizon. And she says, oh, it's almost morning. And the partner from the boat says, no, those are the lights from the shore. We're almost there and almost meaning like 15 hours away. But when she told that story, I just found myself kind of like tearing up (laughs) at that moment. And I started to unpack, you know, whenever I have kind of an extreme emotion, I try to unpack it and and to kind of utilize what I can learn about my own experience into my artwork. And I I wanted to like I want I was wondering why why does that make me feel something and I think a big part of it was just knowing the suffering that came through that or the discomfort or the struggle and it got me thinking about this idea of joy being invor- inversely proportionate to pain that the more painful a task is the more sweet it is to fulfill the task the more challenging something is the more sweet the payoff is at the end and i think it also reminds me of this modest mouse lyric which is if life's not beautiful without the pain well i'd rather never see beauty again and i think i've quoted that on the podcast before and i think i that line really resonates with me there's part of me that wants the easy comfortable life i want the convenient 
uh, easy career that everything that I go out there and try to attain, I can have, and I don't have to work for it. I don't have to work hard. And I think if you've ever got something and you didn't have to work for it, you know, something significant, you didn't have to work for it versus working extremely hard at something, failing multiple times, and then eventually getting it, you know that the victory is so much sweeter when you've had to work for it. And I think that's maybe one reason why I, th- I think it's important to find comfort or, or acceptance within the uncomfortable parts of your career, the parts that are difficult, that are hard. I think kind of accepting that if it wasn't challenging, then it would be really boring. Like I remember working in fast food, uh, as a younger man and, uh, just hating it so bad. The monotony, the boredom of doing the same function over and over like a robot, like stealing, killing my humanity. And that in comparison to the struggle to find something unique or new or beautiful within my work or something like trying to unearth new pieces of my style or process or a new story to tell, like the challenge and the discomfort of that, I found to some way of distancing myself from that discomfort. You know, if you listen to anybody who's talking about meditating, they talk about it's not so much about stopping your thoughts as it is distancing yourself from them. And so as your as thoughts pop in your mind, instead of thinking, oh, don't do that, don't think, try to empty your brain, empty your brain. Instead to watch that thought come up with a level of detachment and just kind of watch it go by and be like, okay, there's that thought. And that's some form of mindfulness. You know, recently I was working on a gig poster and I was putting way more time into it than I could justify financially. But I think there was other justifications, uh, partially that it was just kind of like a dream job. And I'm pouring into my sketchbook, just going nuts on it and nothing is working and it's driving me absolutely bonkers. And my wife is watching this process too. And she is kind of like feeling the pain with me and she's feeling how difficult this process has been for me. And as I'm like pushing into this piece and I'm like racking my brain and I'm filling this sketchbook, like, like a third of the sketchbook filled with this project there's comes a point where I stopped and I thought this is what, like this is the sign that this poster is going to be good. Like this turmoil is the signifier of I'm doing this right. And it's actually this part of the process that makes this worth doing. You know, if you're, familiar with this idea of flow. There's a book called Flow and it's about getting in the zone. And they say that part of flow and why it's such a euphoric state of mind is that 
it has to be challenging. If it's not challenging, then we can't derive any meaning from it. It doesn't feel purposeful. It's actually in the challenge, in the struggle that we find the joy of making things. And I think it was the, one of the first times ever as I was making this poster and I'm going through this stress of struggling through it and trying to come up with something different. It was actually in that process that I could detach myself and be like, this is it. This is what, this is why I want to be an artist. Like this feeling, like this aggravation, this struggling with the, with the ideas. This is why this is enjoyable because it's a challenge. And when I get to the other side, I'm going to be better off for it. And I'm going to, and I'm going to be glad that I went through it and that the product is going to be better. You know, I'm, Often I go back to this video. It's a lecture by Jad Abumrad, who's the host of uh, Radiohead, co-host. And he did a talk for 99u.com on the importance of gut churn. And they talk about are charting unknown territories in radio. And with Radiolab, they were given the freedom to just make something different. And it caused severe gut churn you know, severe gut problems with them of like how fearfully hard it is to do something new, to do something that's not done and, and how hard it is to come up with that. And he just talked about how in evolution terms that this panic mode is actually a legitimate thing that says you're, you're going into somewhere that's dangerous because it's unknown. And he said that in order for their radio show to grow, the things that the biggest breakthroughs all come from that place of, oh no, are we going to survive this? Like, oh no, we've got ourselves into some severe trouble. We don't know what's going to happen next. And so many times for me, when I'm in that zone of, I have no idea what's going to happen next, or I don't know if this piece is going to work out. It's those times that actually the best results are found. And he said that what they try to do is they try to push into the unknown. And when they start feeling those feelings, instead of having those feelings of pain and struggle and causing them to turn around and causing those to be signs to turn back, they try to see them as arrows forward, like you're on the right path. And I completely agree with that. So there's just two places that I just want to challenge you and challenge myself uh, in the same way to allow myself to embrace the unknown. The first one is just making a piece of work. I was having a conversation with a friend the other day and I said, you know, I, I was talking about a different poster that I was working on and it felt like a big success and I was trying to unpack why that one kind of worked. And I said, I think that as a commercial artist, someone who is a pro, a professional, if you're, if you're trying to do commercial art as a pro, you've got to learn craft. You've got to learn this ability to perform on the drop of a hat. You have to be able to be consistent. And in order to consistently make good artwork, 
it's a lot about craft and craft is a lot about knowing tricks, like knowing how to perform even when inspiration doesn't come. Like I can make something look visually good and I can because I know 50 things that I've learned along the way that if I do those things, the end product is going to look good. Is it going to be brilliant? I don't know. I don't know if I can supply brilliance every time, but I do feel like I can make something that is more than passable every time. And I think being a pro is about that. Now, the dangerous side to this is that you rely on those tricks as a crutch. And this is my challenge. When you get that new job in your inbox or or you're working on a new personal piece, I think that the challenge is to go into it with the unknown. Go into it without going to your tricks instantly. Don't think about the tricks. Don't think about the things that you know that work. Go into the process, especially the ideation process, not knowing how it's going to look. When I was in college, I really struggled with this. When they would give me a brief, I would instantly solve it in my mind, and then I would go execute it. I didn't allow myself to surprise myself. We talked about this last episode, I think, which is this idea of if you don't surprise yourself, you're probably not going to surprise anybody else. And if you're going to surprise yourself, you have to go into the ideation stage, the brainstorming, the sketching phase. You have to go into that not knowing what's going to happen. And I think that not knowing is such an uncomfortable place. Jad Abumrad on this talk on 99U talks about this idea that you can't systematically plan on surprising yourself. You can't go into that process and say, we're going to innovate. We're going to come up with something brand new and we're going to do this step and this step and this step, and then we'll have something new. And the whole idea is in order to surprise yourself, you have to know how you have to know that you don't know how it works, how it's going to happen. And that can be really unnerving. That can be a part of the process that is uncomfortable. And it reminds me of this line that I heard from, I think his name is Ryan Smaker, who's one of the co-founders of The Great Discontent, a website where they interview creative people. And he said that one of the best advice he ever got was that you have to find contentment within the discontentment of being an artist because being an artist is all about that discontented feeling of like the work isn't good enough, uh, the sketch isn't good enough, the idea isn't good enough, I'm not good enough. I think that it's in that discontent. You have to find your contentness in it. You have to think, I can see that this is a struggle. I can see that it's a mess and it's going to be hard, but I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it because I know that's what makes it good. I know that's what makes the work good. I know that's what makes this career path good. And so that's my first challenge is just go into making a piece of work not knowing how it's going to turn out when you start and working through the pain of the ugly drawings. Like I think if you're drawing – I think – If you don't allow yourself to draw ugly drawings, if everything in your sketchbook has to look pristine, you're going to miss out on surprising yourself because 
it's so often the ugly drawing that surprises you in some way. And then you can go mine that thing and, and make it more pretty or go through the process of beautifying that thing. But taking that surprise and crafting it to a new degree. And then the second place where I feel like I'm going to challenge myself and challenge you to feel okay with the unknown is in your career path as a whole. You know, there's a book out called Do Over by John Acuff, and he talks about how we prepare so much to go to college and to, to graduate and go into a career. Like everything is leading up to going into the career, like your high school experience, all in it. And we just get obsessed with it as parents, uh, you know, trying to prep our kids for their future. And we're prepping and prepping and prepping and working and growing. And then we launch out into our career. And I, and he says, the next thing we prepare for is retirement and death. And, uh, I feel like we have to be okay with the fact that we're never going to arrive because I think if you arrive at a destination, if you launch your career and everything works out and in a few years, you're at the very top of your game, you're in insanely high demand in the creative industry, that will only last so long. Even best case scenario, it's only going to last a few years. And I think we've got to be unco- we've got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Like we have to if you if you prepared yourself and all that preparation and work and if you're in the hard struggling phase and then it pays off, like in that payoff, say you've managed to be the best in the editorial market. Okay, now you're the best in the editorial market. Just sustaining that for a lifetime is pretty much impossible. And then on top of that, probably not going to be fulfilling in the long term. And I think it's getting okay with the struggling of, okay, you made that goal. You're doing that thing. Now, what's the next stage? What's the next five years look like? What's What kind of thing? I want to start that other journey, even as I'm enjoying the fruits of getting to the end of this road. And I feel like if you look at the people that have had really long-term success, really great success over a whole career, you see them going through different phases and seasons of struggling and success and then charting new territory and then success. And I think if you want to have a long-term career that's fulfilling and full of breakthrough and excitement and great work, you have to be, you have to learn how do I enjoy the struggle? How do I get comfortable with the discomfort? How do I get familiar with, how do I know the unknown of learning a new skill, of going into a new industry, of pushing into new places in my style? And so my second challenge is on the long term, have a good idea of where you want to go in the next couple of years 
even if that area you don't know how to go into, even if it's unknown, how to get there. And then eat on a broader spectrum, not knowing where you're going to end up in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and being okay with that. And being okay with the unknown because that's what makes good work. That's what makes good results. That's what pushing in a direction that's unknown. That's where the excitement happens. That's where the great work and the fulfillment comes from. So that's pretty much it. This is going to be a little bit of a shorter one, but I wanted to just put this out there and say that, you know, pushing into some unknowns, pushing some of my style and work recently has really felt like it paid off, like doing, doing a sketch and really not knowing if it was going to work and trying some things that I didn't know were going to work. And sometimes that payoff doesn't come. You know, sometimes you fail. When you go into the unknown, you are likely to have some failure. But I think unless you fail and unless you struggle, the payoff isn't going to be that sweet anyway. And so I just needed a pep talk to remember to continue to push into the unknown and be be okay with the discomfort and I thought it might be a good reminder for you. So I hope that this is challenging and encouraging and exciting. I think it's important to remember that if you set your mind to a target and you work towards it, that great things will happen. Not everybody can do everything. I'm not sure I believe this idea of if you set your mind to it, you can do it. I don't know. I'm not sure if everybody can just set their mind to any given thing and it works out. I think it's a combination of calling, a combination of skills, talents, and a demand in the market. There's all kinds of different factors, but I do believe that if you set your mind to something that you're not sure you that you can do or you're not sure how it's going to happen, if you set your mind and you go through the struggle and you work through it, that there are going to be great things from happen that happen through that, even if you fail. And so I would just encourage you to have hope towards these unknown areas in your career and to keep pushing and to keep trying and to then be able to step away and enjoy the struggle because that is what makes the career worth it. That's what makes it not boring. That's what makes it actually fun. And so my biggest challenge is to find enjoyment within the struggle find enjoyment within the fact that you're not where you want to be and that it's going to be hard but that is what will make it ultimately worth doing okay that's pretty much it for today thank you for listening thanks for the great reviews that have been pouring in that just means so much to me thank you for all the encouragements uh, via email and Twitter and all that. I really, really appreciate it. I hope that this is uh, a help to you in your creative work this week. I've been really, really busy working on a few projects the past couple weeks. I'm, I'm super grateful for them. I can't wait to share them with you guys. And I'm glad I got to fit in a podcast somewhere. And I hope that it's helpful for you. And if you want to listen to this online, you can go at illustrationage.com slash creative pep talk. 
or you can listen to it on my website, andy-j-miller.com slash podcasts, or you can find it, or podcast, rather, or you can find it at iTunes. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. And until we meet again, figure out ways to stay pepped up and make great work. See you soon.